Welcome to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. Here's today's moderator, Rich Brady. Welcome to The Business of Defense, and thanks for joining us. I'm Rich Brady, your host and CEO of the American Society of Military Comptrollers. ASMC proudly sponsors this podcast on Federal News Network. ASMC is the premier educational and professional nonprofit association that helps to bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while driving financial transformation in the defense sector. My guest today is Steve Geary, president of Supply Chain Visions and a partner in Supply Chain Vistas. SVC works with government, commercial, and academic clients across a broad range of business areas, including engineering, management consulting, marketing, supply chain, accounting services, educational support, and research and development. This conglomerate approach across business sectors and functional areas has enabled consistent growth through a diversified strategy. I'm anxious to hear how he manages all these activities and where they are going next. I hope we have enough time, so let's jump right into it. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, happy to be here. Steve, if we could uh, start at the beginning, can you talk about uh, how uh, SVC got started, Supply Chain uh, Visions and Vistas? Supply Chain Visions started about 20 years ago uh, by accident. Uh, I'm probably not supposed to admit that. I'm a business executive and it was all a long-term plan. What happened was um, I was between jobs. A friend of mine called me from DC. Um, I was a commercial creature. I had worked in commercial manufacturing, high-tech manufacturing, loved it. Um, and I expected to spend the rest of my life there. Um, and then there was a downturn um, and a friend of mine called me from here and suggested that I could do a part-time job while I was between engagements and um, try it. And I found that doing government work was just fascinating. Did you, uh, you obviously had a background in, uh, in government work in, in some aspect, uh, is that right? And Absolutely no, no background <laughs> in government work. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we hit our stride relatively quickly because we understand how things work um, outside of the government sector. So we understand capitalism, we understand markets, uh, we understand how supply chains work, how they link together, and more importantly, how to make them perform better. Um, and we found it was readily applicable in the federal sector and also at the state level. We do work at the state level well as well. Now that name, supply chain, it's because you started out uh, you know, specifically in the supply chain market. Yes, that's where the name came from. And we find what we do is we do network analysis, but that clouds conversation. We do physical network analysis. We understand how things hook together around the world. Um, but as soon as you use the phrase network analysis, um, you, you're immediately sent down the hall to IT. We don't do IT networks, we do physical networks. Um, and we're very, very good at that. So there are supply chain networks. Um, and that's the heart of uh, the business, but Obviously, as we expanded out with that, supply chains touch everything. Right. So we end up touching everything. Now, you mentioned uh, you've got supply chain visions and supply chain vistas. Uh, supply chain vistas is a, a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Can you talk about that legal structure, why you have two, two companies uh, that essentially do very much the same thing? The, the, what supply chain visions does is we're, um, we're the, the tagline we have is we're the smart guys to smart guys turn to. So if you've got an intractable problem involving a supply chain or a network, you reach out to us and we don't parachute in a squad. We send in one or two serious experts um, and we come in, we resolve it, we move on. Um, what we found, we were in the business about 10 years, 
um, and it was becoming obvious that there were opportunities where organizations, yes, they needed our expertise, but they also needed skilled and capable people. And so the principal difference between the two companies is one is staff augmentation, and then the other is what's the problem, we're going to fix it and move on. Okay. And uh, you know, when you are approaching a potential customer, what's your 30 second pitch? How do you describe what you do? Because it sounds like you, you do a lot. You can do many things for them. So what is your pitch to them on what, what you can do and how you can help them? Well, the first thing that, that we demonstrate to them is um, we're not bringing in, selling you a canned solution. The first thing that we do is we ask them what their problem is. What's your problem? How can we relate? How can we help with that? And we immediately begin the qualification process, if you will. Are we a fit? Do we have thoughts on it? Um, but we don't, come, we don't come in with a given solution. We come in as problem solvers. What's your problem and how can we help with that? And with the, the decades of experience we have, we can generally link it to something similar we've done in the past. One of the things that differentiates us uh, very heavily is we go anywhere. And when we say anywhere, I mean anywhere. Uh, we've, we've got past performance on six continents. I still can't figure out how to get at Antarctica, but uh, we've been on all the others. Um, and when we say we go anywhere um, in the federal uh, space, that means that sometimes there's bullets flying. Um, so we've been on the ground outside the wire in Afghanistan, in Iraq. Um, we literally will help the federal government with issues no matter where they are. So you, you came into this business uh, without any government experience, uh, you know, focusing on supply chains, networks, willing to, to go anywhere. What is your strategy? How would you describe the strategy of uh, supply chain visions, uh, the overall growth strategy? Um, what we're expanding now is we're going over to the sales and marketing side. Um, we've got our solid foundation in dealing with supply chain networks and on the operational side. Um, but what we're discovering is there's an analog on the sales and marketing side. So just like there is network analysis that you can do on the physical movement, you can do the network analysis on the financial movement, and so we're looking to broaden out there. And what, uh, you, you know, so looking at that, what would you say your competitive advantage is? Uh, is it, uh, your, your knowledge, uh, your experience working with supply chains? Is it uh, a price? Is it the, the team you're bringing in? What differentiates you from, from your competitors? Our team um, is, uh, we believe, the best in the business. Uh, we're very, very selective. Um, the only people, we, we, nobody comes in off the street and gets a job with us. Um, we only hire through friends, we hire through networks, we hire through references. So we have a first-class team um, that's capable of resolving any of these problems. And we go through an apprenticeship and a trial period, um, and we have an extraordinarily low turnover rate. When people join us, they stay with us a long time. And, and who are your primary customers? Uh, you've mentioned uh, you know, the federal sector. You know, I think you do some work, probably state and local as well, uh, and then academic community and commercial as well. So you know, primarily, where, where are your customers coming from? Uh, the, um, in the, the federal sector, uh, we're doing a whole lot of work with the VA or the VHA, depending on which acronym you like. We're doing a lot of work there. Um, we have uh, done a lot of work with the Small Business Administration. Uh, we have done, obviously, a ton of defense work. Um, we are 
qualified to work on sensitive matters. Yeah. Um, and so we're very, um, we're certified to deal with the confidential things. Um, and um, on the VISTA side, um, the, there's a ton of work that we're doing. Uh, our principal customer there is actually the VA. What, uh, what opportunities do you see out there right now in the federal sector? Uh, is, it, uh, is it a growth market or are you looking to diversify into other areas? The, um, we are federal creatures. Um, I don't have to tell you this, you live in DC. The federal government is a unique creature um, and the way you play in the private sector is not the way that you play with the federal government or the state governments. So we're very much a government creature um, I neglected to mention before we're doing a lot of work right now with the Port of Virginia mm -hmm. and we find the Port of Virginia fascinating. It's our ideal kind of client um, because if you look at all of the rankings, uh, the Port of Virginia is the top rated port in the United States. They are very, very good. Um, but that's not good enough for them. They're ranked about 25 in the world. Um, they, they look at the global rankings and they want to get better internationally. And so they're hungry and we're hungry and that's a very, very uh, interesting challenge. How do your federal customers find you? Is it uh, through reputation, word of mouth, or are you, you know, just bidding on open contracts out there? Um, we tend to avoid bidding on open contracts. Um, if, we're, if we look at government postings, um, if it's a best value competition, we'll consider it, but we don't, we don't do the low, low price, uh, technically acceptable. We don't go there. Yeah. Um, but generally, it's by referrals, word of mouth. People that we've worked with in the past, they go somewhere else to give us a call um, because they know that we're, we're very flexible. We're very fast. Uh, things that will take a typical government consultant months, um, we will take care of in weeks. And what do you see as uh, right now the primary risks uh, in the federal marketplace? Uh... Well, all you have to do is pick up the newspaper and understand that Congress is a bit of a problem right now. So who knows what's going to happen with the funding going into the next year? And we're talking, I mean, there's a lot of zeros on that. Is it going to go to Ukraine? Is it, is it going to go to um, state and local governments. There, there are any number of open questions right now. And until Congress puts down a legitimate appropriation, we're just not sure where it's going to go. Are you concerned then about cash flow issues or uh, potential future business? Potential future business. Okay. We are very, very conservative. Um, we're very proud of the way that we manage both businesses um, at the present time. Uh, cross my heart and hope to die. We have no debt. None. Um, we pay promptly um, and we, um, I won't say that we're cash rich, but we're very stable. We can, we can go for a long time. Does that require then more stable, a more stable growth strategy uh, because you don't want to take on debt, you, you know, to, for, you know, quicker, potentially quicker growth or taking on, uh, you know, contracts that will enable you to grow faster? Does that, uh, does that moderate some of your, your, your growth? It absolutely moderates our growth. Um, we, we call ourselves incrementalists, um, one bite at a time. We're good with that. Um, we also love teaming and partnering. We have a number of trusted partners. And if we're looking at a big opportunity that may have a risk quotient higher than we might be comfortable with, we'll bring in one of our friends. Um, and so we'll share the risk with trusted partners. I absolutely look forward to getting into that, uh, your teaming, your partners, and uh, more into your talent management. 
You're listening to The Business of Defense with my guest, Steve Geary, president of Supply Chain Visions and a partner at Supply Chain Vistas. We'll be right back. The U.S. defense industry is large, complex, and competitive. It is also lucrative for those companies able to navigate it successfully. The American Society of Military Comptrollers helps bridge the gap between the boardroom and the battlefield while supporting transformation in the defense sector. The Business of Defense podcast brings you inside the companies working to achieve this directly from the business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. For more information on ASMC, visit asmconline.org. Welcome back to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network. I'm talking with Steve Geary, president of Supply Chain Visions and a partner at Supply Chain Vistas. From mapping extraction supply chains in South America to supporting the medical response to the West African Ebola outbreak in 2015, SCV's experience reaches worldwide. As their website proclaims, SCV are the experts that the experts turn to. That's a bold statement that requires a culture of innovation, adaptiveness and resilience, and has been tested during the COVID pandemic and its lingering supply chain disruptions. Steve, what does it take uh, to work at uh, Supply Chain Visions? Uh, you know, you've talked about uh, this unique culture, but what does it really take? Well, the, that's always a dangerous question because you're inviting me to tell you what the cookie cutter is. <laughs> um, and while we have an ideal profile that we look for, we don't do cookie cutter. Um, so we have everything from uh, PhDs. We've got a number of doctors running around, um, but what every one of them brings to the table is real-world experience, and the same thing for our folks. Um, you have to have been there and done it. Um, you need to speak from a position of confidence and credibility, and the only way that you do that is having had direct experience. Um, that said, um, we're always on the lookout for talent. And so um, we have uh, an individual who works with us um, and she amazes me and we love working with her. Um, and her highest degree of education is she graduated high school, but she's analytically, she's a star. Um, and so we, we, have to, we work with talent wherever we might find it. Um, and we get to know people before hiring them. People come to us by way of referral uh, referrals only. If you're a stranger coming in off the street, no, nah, it's not going to work. Um, and so we bring them in, we bring them up to speed, we establish confidence in what they do, and then um, we commit and we grow them uh, for the long term. So what, what in your background, you mentioned you had more of a commercial background and now you're in the government sector, but what in your background influences your leadership style at uh, SCV? Speed. Uh, coming out of the commercial sector, I grew up in the high-tech manufacturing world. I'm sure you remember we used to have one of those in the United States. <laughs> um, and so I learned very early on to move quickly um, and to move with uh, decisiveness. Um, one of the phrases we use in, the, in, the, in our company or our companies is 80% is good enough. Uh, I'm not worried about perfection. Other people can worry about perfection. If I do an 80% solution and it's not quite right, I can come back in six months and refine it. Um, we're all about putting points on the board quickly. Uh, and that's what we do. But that, uh, that requires uh, being able to, to manage and lead it with some uncertainty and ambiguity. Um, is that a key component to it? And, and is that something you're trying to develop in your employees as well? Because not everybody's got that. That's one of the reasons why we bring in highly qualified and experienced folks. 
uh, because we deal with a lot of ambiguity. Um, every problem, I won't say every problem, but generally the problems that we come in and solve um, are, we've never seen them before. We have to figure it out. And so we have to have people who are very comfortable figuring things out. Um, we do not reach into a book and bring out canned solutions. Uh, that's just not the, the way that we work. And one of our catchphrases is uh, agile, accountable, and um, uh, nimble. And you need to hire the right kind of people, and that's what we bring. We bring that ability to adapt on the fly and help our clients through that. Let's d dig into supply chains a little bit uh, if we can. I was recently uh, in India and, and uh, talking to a lot of the folks over there that are uh, building up their manufacturing base uh, as uh, you know, countries and, and uh, companies look to de-risk in some areas of uh, Asia. They're moving a lot of manufacturing to India and moving it closer to home, nearshoring or reshoring, whatever term you want to call it. Can you talk a little bit about that, what you're seeing kind of in the global marketplace right now with, the, with manufacturing moving closer to home? Supply chain leaders um, um, lost their way over the course of the past 30 years. Um, they lost track of the idea that um, low cost does not mean best cost. Um, and many fell into the trap of equating low cost with best cost, which fits with offshoring things to the Pacific. Um, but now the other risk factors have emerged, and so that low cost is no longer the best cost. Uh, and so we are working very hard with the people um, to nearshore or to reshore. Um, it just doesn't make sense, as much sense as it once did, uh, to bring things in from Asia. Um, you're, you're better off paying a little bit more, but maybe you're getting it from Chicago. Um, but you're risk mitigating by doing that, and we're all about risk mitigation. That's how you get to best value. Best value and low cost are not the same thing. Yeah, so as you know, most of our viewers and listeners are in the financial management community, so uh, you're speaking their language when you talk about uh, cost. And so when you look at cost, it sounds like what you're saying is, uh, you know, they historically were looking at this from kind of two perspectives, you know, your labor costs and your transportation, transportation costs and trying to minimize those. But there's this risk premium that they weren't factoring in, exactly. into that. How, how, do you, how do you monetize that risk premium or how do you determine the, the, the actual cost of that so you can explain to people that, you know, you've got to look at uh, the holistic costs and not just the labor and transportation piece? We love to talk about total life cycle costs. Um, and you can't look at cost from a, a single procurement. What you have to do is look at the bundle and look at it over the life cycle and do your discounted cash flows and understand what's the best place to be. And you have to apply reasonable judgment on how big is the black swan event? How likely is the black swan event? And how do we protect against that in case that we do? And then it's management judgment. Am I prepared to pay that premium in order to protect against this possibility? Um, and that's where um, that's where you get into business judgment and experience. And we always urge our clients to peel through their supply chains, whether from a financial standpoint or from an operations standpoint. Um, it may not be your supplier that's the risk. It may be your supplier's supplier. And so you need to have visibility um, and access to that information. 
which requires a degree of trust and confidentiality between yourself and your clients. Um, but if you're not going through the wedding cake, um, you're exposed. Yeah. How many companies actually know their supplier supplier? Very few. Yeah. Uh, the best of the best know them. Yeah. Um, but uh, most people, at best, you know, the automob automobile industry is a great example. They're pretty good. They can go two layers in and after that, it's all over. They don't know where the layer below that is. And uh, what risk does that uh, bring with it? Uh, and can that be mitigated with technology today? Uh, you know, the, uh, in an era of big data and uh, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, some of these tools, is, is that helping to uh, identify you know, the, the, the larger supply chain and identify the risk areas in the supply chains? It may be that uh, I'm an old guy stuck in my, in my, way, in my ways, um, but people can get lost in the analytics. Um, this is about business judgment. I've never seen business judgment show up in an equation. Yeah. Um, you need to have experienced people who can apply insight, who can understand relationships, who can understand networks, whether physical or financial, and make considered judgments. And again, 80% is good enough. Um, if we get that close, we're moving on. What other uh, risks do you see out there right now? I mean, obviously, as we look at uh, the, the global landscape, there's a lot of uh, geopolitical risk. Uh, there's still inflationary pressures, um, lingering, as we mentioned, supply chain uh, challenges from the, the COVID pandemic. Uh, what else uh, are you seeing out there that uh, uh, supply chain visions is, is looking to, to move into areas? The way we look at it, um, we had a, a meeting recently and we were kicking it around, and we don't know where things are going. And anybody, any consultant who asserts this is what's going to happen, runs screaming from the room because none of us know. I don't know what's going to happen with China. I don't know what's going to happen with Russia. I don't know what's going to happen in Africa. Um, I just don't know. And my crystal ball is not that good. And so what we profess to our clients now is the need for agility. You have to be able to move quickly because we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring and anybody that tells you um, is pulling your leg. Can you tell me where supply chain visions is gonna be in five years? I wish I could. <laughs> Will you be in Antarctica? <laughs> <laughs> in five years, I hope that I personally am gonna be on a beach. <laughs> it's probably not gonna be in Antarctica. It, probably not. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'd like to thank today's guest, Steve Geary, president of Supply Chain Visions and a partner at Supply Chain Vistas for sharing more about SCV strategy, business operations, culture, and the competitive advantage of his team. Watch the Business of Defense next month, where we bring you inside the companies working to drive change in the defense sector, to hear directly from their business leaders and to understand how they create value for their companies and their customers. And check out ASMC's website at asmconline.org, where you can learn more and register for upcoming events and programs, including ASMC's second annual Program Budget Summit, happening on January 18, 2024, where we bring together government and commercial experts to discuss the key issues facing defense financial management, including PPBE reform, defense reform, audit, upskilling, and digital transformation. You will not want to miss it. I'm Rich Brady, CEO of the American Society of Military Comptrollers. You are listening to the Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search ASMC. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to The Business of Defense, sponsored by ASMC on Federal News Network.